Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 160 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about the Boston Celtics trading away all-star point guard Kemba Walker to the Oklahoma City Thunder. We all knew that this trade needed to be made, that Kemba Walker is a very bad contract and was traded away for another very bad contract in Al Horford. Here are the details details of the deal. After the rumors of Kemba Walker and the Celtics wanting to move on from one another, a trade has finally gone down. Walker is being traded to the Thunder with a first and a second round draft pick for former Celtics center Al Horford, a young big man in Moses Brown, and a second round draft pick. I'm going to go into details about what I like about this trade, but I will say the time with Kemba Walker and the Celtics is kind of a sad one in my mind. I mean, even the way he came here is kind of odd. I mean, we all know that the Celtics chose Kemba Walker because Kyrie Irving left the door and they didn't want to be left with nothing. And now, not even three years later, Kemba Walker is gone from the box. Boston Celtics. In those two years, he was injury riddled, especially this past year, where he couldn't even play in back-to-back games, and they rested him, and then it didn't pay off in the postseason. If Kemba Walker had rested in those back-to-backs and then had a phenomenal postseason run, he would still be a member of the Boston Celtics, but the team doesn't know what to do with him going forward. If he's not the primary scorer, and he's not being efficient, there's no point in having him on the team. I mean, Kemba Walker was having his best games during garbage time against bad teams, and he wasn't showing up in the postseason when the Celtics needed him most. If Kemba Walker had a phenomenal postseason with the Celtics, he would still be a member of the Boston Celtics no matter how bad his contract is. If he had showed up at all during that postseason, they would have kept him because they would have said, oh look, resting him back-to-backs really paid off, but it didn't at all and that's why Kemba is now on the Oklahoma City Thunder. And again I kind of like this trade. I mean we all knew that Kemba Walker needed to be traded and the only thing you could trade him for is another bad contract. So you bring back Al Horford who has a history with the Celtics. He was here for three years. He was an efficient player then. He's a decent three point shooter. He's a decent passer but what I like most about this trade is that the Celtics added depth at the center position and if you didn't think that was a need for the Celtics you are out of your mind at the end of last season when Robert Williams couldn't really give you a full go in the postseason you were playing Grant Williams at the center position at times I mean now the Celtics have Robert Williams who they're presumably going to bring back they have Al Horford who has a history with the team and they bring in Moses Brown who had a 20 point 20 rebound game against the Boston Celtics this past season. This fills a big hole and I think it means you're going to move on from Tristan Thompson who in my mind didn't really work out with the team anyway. So now you are super versatile at a position that was one of your weaknesses. Yes, this does leave a major hole at the point guard spot. I mean now they have Marcus Smart and Peyton Pritchard. I think if they're going to bring in another point guard, they should bring in a pass first point guard. Somebody to get the ball to Tatum and to Brown. You don't need more 
are scoring. Bring back Evan Fournier, possibly, and you'll have enough scores on this team. Now you have some nice big men. Bring in a pass-first point guard, and I think you could be a really good team going into next season. I know that this trade is more about the future because you're getting rid of all that bad money in Kemba's contract, but I also think that this trade gives you another chance to compete next season, at least for a second-round run. I mean, that's all I'm asking for at this point is for next year for them to be a better team than they were the year before, and I think that's quite possible with the talent on this team. You have Jason Tatum, who I think is going to become a top five player in the Eastern Conference. You have Jalen Brown, who's improving each and every season, and now you add a young big man in Moses Brown. You bring in Al Horford, who's played with these guys before. I mean, it's not that long ago that Al Horford was really good on the Celtics, because you need insurance if Robert Williams is not going to be able to play 70 to 80 games a year, which it doesn't seem likely that's that going to happen at any time soon. So now you add a guy in Moses Brown, like who I said had a 20-point, 20-rebound game against you. He's a young, promising player, and you add Al Horford, somebody you're comfortable with. This is a huge improvement from what they had last year at the position. I mean, after they got rid of Tice, Cornette was there. He didn't really add much to the team. Now you add some guys who you know can be rotational players. And listen, when you have Al Horford, you have the possibility of having five guys on the court who can shoot the three-point shot, which is always something the Celtics are looking to do. And no matter who the head coach is moving forward, I think this was the way to go for the Boston Celtics. You could not have gone into next season with the exact same team, going through the exact same thing with Kemba Walker. And I hope more moves are made. I hope they do consider moving on from Marcus Smart because I don't see where he fits in the future of the Boston Celtics. And I think him as a player is kind of holding them back. You want to get rid of those guys who are taking shots away from your two best players. You got rid of Walker, who I think was doing that to a detriment. And now you should consider doing the same with Marcus Smart. For Brad Stevens' first move, I really like this move because at the end of last season, the only big man who was contributing to the team on a regular basis was Robert Williams. Tristan Thompson wasn't enough. They got rid of Daniel Tice, which might have been a mistake, but now you add Moses Brown, and now you add Hal Horford, and you might have a decent rotation to defend against guys like Embiid, to defend against guys like Jokic. I mean, those guys torched you last season after Tristan Thompson was supposed to be the Marcus Smart of the center position. Well, he was far from that, so you needed to improve in that position, and they needed to get bigger, and that's exactly what they did. So for this to be Brad Stevens' first move with the Celtics, I think it's a really good first move. This was a necessary move because this team fully has to become Jason Tatum's basketball team. There can be no more questions about who team it is. It needs to become Tatum's team. I mean, yes, it can be Jalen Brown's team as well, but really this team needs to become Jason Tatum's basketball team. I mean, over the years he's been with the Celtics, there's been Kyrie, there's been Gordon Hayward, there's been Kemba Walker, these veteran guys who are taking shots away from him when clearly he is the best player on the court. I want to see a full season where Jason Tatum is getting the majority of the shine, and that did happen last season, but he still needs to be playing with high-caliber players. I mean, there were at times where Kemba Walker was costing the Celtics games against good teams and taking shots away from Jason Tatum. I think that's one of the biggest weaknesses 
weaknesses of the Celtics team is the guys who are taking the shots are not the guys you want taking the shots. Whether that's a detriment to Brown and Tatum, I don't know, but I'm sick of watching this team and seeing Kemba Walker and Marcus Smart jack up shots. So they got rid of one of the problems. I think they need to finish the deal and move on from Marcus Smart. I don't think he has a long-term future with the Boston Celtics if they are going to become an NBA Finals contender. You can only go so far with that guy jacking up shots, and you could only go so far with Kemba Walker not showing up in the postseason, and it's not all of his fault. He had an injury. He couldn't play in back-to-backs, but you held him out at back-to-backs, and then there wasn't that payoff. I mean, it's going to be fascinating to see what else Brad Stevens does this offseason. I think you can bank on the fact that Tristan Thompson will not be back with the Celtics at that number. He is not going, they're not going to keep that many centers on the team. I think the center rotation is going to be Robert Williams, Moses Brown, and Al Horford. And now what they need to do is fill that void left at the point guard spot. And that's what I'm saying. You should go after a pass first point guard, a Ricky Rubio type. I think Ricky Rubio would be perfect if you made a trade for him. That's the type of move the Celtics need to make, not another guy who wants to jack up shots. And they should consider bringing back Evan Fournier. I mean, you did give up an asset to acquire this guy. He didn't get a fair run with the team. I would consider bringing back Evan Fournier on a three or four year contract at a reasonable amount. I mean, if this goes up to $80 million, I'm not sure I'm fine with that. But if it gets to that 65 to 70 range, yeah, sure. Bring back Evan Fournier. Bring back a nucleus of guys that can score and improve that bench. Bring in more veterans, not just Al Horford. You can't keep being that team with one veteran guy. Your bench now needs to be filled with veterans. No more Grant Williams. No more semi ogeles Your bench needs to be filled with veterans. No more Carson Edwards. Bring in more veteran bench players because those guys know how to fill their roles. I mean, yes, you're going to have some nights where Carson Edwards looks like he's on fire, but he doesn't know his role on the team. Veteran basketball players understand their roles. Al Horford is going to have an understanding of what his role on the Celtics is going to be, and the Celtics need more bench players like that. And honestly, the only developing young players I want the Celtics to be playing are Robert Williams, Aaron Neesmith, and Payne Pritchard. Those guys have shown me flashes that they can be consistent NBA players. The rest of the lot, I think they should move on from, and I think Brad Stevens is going to consider moving on from that. I think another interesting thing about this trade that's probably bad for the Celtics if you look at it, this probably doesn't help their relationship with how they deal with moving on from players. I mean, the fact that they've been looking to move on from Kemba Walker for the past two years is probably not a good look, especially when you look at their recent history with injured star players. I mean, the way it ended with Isaiah Thomas was kind of bad. The way it ended with Gordon Hayward was kind of bad. The way it ended with Kyrie Irving was kind of bad. I mean, that wasn't really a health situation, but you get my point. The way that the Celtics are dealing with these veteran stars is probably harming their reputation in a way that they probably won't be able to get high-end free agents. I mean, if you're the big-time free agents, if you're Bradley Beal, are you really going to want to come to the Celtics after you've seen the way they've treated these stars? And it's not all their fault. The Isaiah Thomas injury was real. He had a bad hip. 
the Gordon Hayward injury was a freak injury, but the way that their relationship with those players have ended has been kind of ugly to a certain degree. Like, it doesn't sound like Kemba Walker wanted to be associated with the Boston Celtics at all, and it's kind of a bad look because he was kind of the perfect Celtic. Like, he was willing to take a lesser role with Tatum and Brown, even though, like I said, I think he was jacking up shots away from them. He was more accepting than Kyrie of being the third fiddle to those two guys. So for it to end like this, I think is a bad look, but it's a look that had to be done because you couldn't have that albatross of a contract on your books. The Celtics need to get that third guy if they're going to compete for a title. And I think that third guy should be like a Dame Lillard or a Bradley Beal. If you could get either of those two players, the Celtics become instant contenders depending on whomever they hire as their head coach. But I think part of the problem is, like I said, is Dame Lillard, who is an aging point guard, going to look at the Boston Celtics and seeing how they've treated those point guards, Isaiah Thomas, Kemba Walker, Kyrie Irving, and go, that's the perfect destination for me? I kind of find that part of it far-fetched. Yes, it could be a trade, but Dame Lillard is going to have to approve of wherever he goes, and I'm not so sure the Celtics are the perfect destination for an older point guard right now. I mean, the resume does not look very good. Yes, there are varying circumstances, but still, is Dame Lillard or Bradley Beal going to look at the Celtics and say, that's the premier destination? The only hope is that those players want to play with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown or be coached by whomever you hire. That's why I think their coaching hire is going to be super important to where the future of the Celtics lie. If they get a coach that everyone loves and wants to play for, the Celtics could become a premier destination again. I mean, they have those stars, but if they hire a retread like Stan Van Gundy or someone that's been rumored, I don't see that happening. I think this Kemba Walker move could be a short-term fix for their issue, but be a long-term hassle when it comes to acquiring another star player because stars have to choose where they want to play now in the NBA and based on the way that the Celtics have dealt with star players recently, I'm not sure that they're that premier destination. They've had their shot with Kyrie, Hayward, Kemba Walker, even Al Horford the first time, and all those players moved on from the Boston Celtics. Isaiah Thomas is the ugliest of them all. He was injured. He was talking about wanting to be a Celtic for life. I mean, all those moves were the right moves to make, but how they're viewed by the other players in the NBA is a fascinating thing that we just don't know. I don't know if Bradley Beal is ever going to want to play for the Boston Celtics. I don't know if Dame Lillard is ever going to want to play for the Boston Celtics. You might be stuck with Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown until they're sick of being Boston Celtics. I mean, getting that third guy is going to be where this team needs to go. And getting rid of Kemba is a huge step forward in trying to get that guy. Because you were never going to make that blockbuster trade with Kemba Walker. You needed to trade him a bad contract for another bad contract. Al Horford is a bad contract, but it's not as bad as Kemba's. I also think the Celtics just need to get as many guys on their roster who are going to play each and every game. They've been injury riddled the last few seasons and that has affected their run. It's not an excuse, but it is a reality. They have Tatum and Brown, but the supporting cast around them keeps changing due to injuries. And you have Robert Williams, this guy who is destined to be the future of the position at the center, but now you have some security blankets with Horford and Moses Brown. I mean, the reality is Robert Williams 
Williams cannot play 75 to 80 games a year. The best you're going to get out of him is like 60 to 65. So get what you can out of Robert Williams and then use Al Horford and Moses Brown to fill the gap there. And you can be way better at the position than you were last season. I also think the Celtics have a chance of being a better passing team with this trade. Al Horford, when healthy and when he was with the Celtics, was one of the better passing big men in the NBA. Last year, the big men other than Robert Williams were not very good passers. I think this could be a huge step up. If they get a pass-first point guard, the Celtics could be a competing team in the Eastern Conference. Now, how far can they go? I have no idea. Bring back Fournier, bring in a pass-first point guard, and now we're talking. I think those are the moves they need to compete for the short term. For the long term, they can go in a million different directions. I mean, there's still a lot of questions surrounding this team. Like, is the duo of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown the duo you want to build around, or do you want to move Jalen Brown and get a second star to go with Jason Tatum, or do you want to have a big three that includes Jalen Brown, and is that even possible? I think one of the things that people will give Brad Stevens a lot of credit for on this trade, and rightfully so, is that he was willing to move on from a first-round pick. I mean, yes, that sounds like a big deal to throw in, but it's the 16th pick in the draft, and some of these Celtics first-round picks weren't really all that good. The last few in that mid-range is Jared Sullinger, who was an okay big man for a time, Kelly Olynyk, who didn't really work out for the Celtics. I mean, the roster is filled with these picks, these first-round picks, and some of them don't even play. Romeo Langford was a first-round pick. I still have no idea if Romeo Langford is a capable NBA player. Stop making a big deal about first-round picks. They needed to move on from Kemba Walker, and that's exactly what they did. And you brought in a guy who's comfortable being a Boston Celtic. I don't know if Al Horford is going to be the guy who was with the Celtics during his first stint, but I think he's going to be better than the guy was that was with the Philadelphia 76ers, and I think he's going to be better than Tristan Thompson along with Moses Brown, a guy who had a 20-point, 20-rebound game against you, so you brought in a young big mixed in with a veteran, and you still have Robert Williams, and size was a big factor in why you were blown out in the postseason. People were scoring at the basket at will. You improved at the center position, and that's something you needed to do. So not only did you move on from a bad contract, you also added some much-needed depth pieces to go along with Robert Williams. I like the direction where the Celtics are headed. I hope they make some more moves. Again, I'll say it one last time. Bring in some decent passers. Bring in a pass-first point guard. You have Tatum. You have Brown. You have enough scoring. What you don't have is great passing. You brought in Al Horford. That's a nice piece. But bring in a pass-first point guard to go with him. And now we're talking. That's the move Brad. Stevens needs to make. I have faith in Brad Stevens as an executive. I think he's a great basketball mind and I think this was a decent first move made by Brad Stevens and the Boston Celtics and I hope more moves are going to come. Bring back Evan Fournier. Let's do it. I want to see what that guy can do with a full year of playing with Tatum and Brown. Hopefully next year is going to be a lot better than this year. 
for the Boston Celtics. Bring in a new coach, fill that bench with more bench players, and then the Celtics will be a much improved basketball team. But this was a good first step. It's not the perfect way you want to be. You don't want to start the offseason by getting rid of a max contract. But that's what needed to happen. Al Horford is not a good contract either, but this move needed to be made. It's sad that the Kemba Walker era ended this way, but it needed to end this way. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, so please rate, review, and subscribe.